Welcome to this edition of In the Author's Voice. I'm Jeff Williams. If you're in the mood for a arr, swashbuckling adventure, you might want to check out Dan Hendrickson's latest novel, Brandy, Ballad of a Pirate Princess. Set in the Caribbean in the 1840s, it tells the tale of Brandy, the daughter of a notorious pirate and his even more notorious wife. The story opens with swords clashing between Brandy and her mom, the Scarlet Mistress, aboard their ship, the Red Witch. And in that uh, particular scene, I wanted to show her beginning, um, well, at least her origin, where she was raised on a pirate ship by the, uh, in the story, the, uh, the fiercest pirate on the Caribbean. His name was Eric Erasmus. They called him the Plague. And her mother's name was the Scarlet Mistress. And she was a vicious marauding killer, just like her husband. And they were raising Brandy to be the same way. And in that first chapter, you find that Brandy's parents both are killed, mm -hmm. and she has to flee the ship with her uncle to Jamaica. And for 15 years, they run a tavern until their life gets turned upside down by a British uh, sea captain, a famous one from uh, the British Navy, and his first officer come in, and they're part of the abolitionist movement that mm -hmm. uh, you know pick up runaway slaves from the Florida coast and different parts of the United States and bring them to Maroons around the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, the, the story kind of fast-forwards 15 years. We kind of pick up on Brandy's life as, in, as she's adjusted to the tavern. Obviously, she was uh, born on a, on a pirate ship, uh, the Red Witch, and, uh, and, and led that life for, for, for many years. But it, it seems like that she was, she was destined for, for, for something more, at least something other than just pillaging across the, the Caribbean. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, she, she didn't have any choice in the way she was raised. And um, when she finally got away from that life, she decided that she never wanted to go back to it. Um, her mother actually cursed the whole crew before she died and told them to take care of the ship because it legally belonged to Brandy. Um, the admiral from the British Navy that uh, captured her mother and, her, and killed her father and, and, and did kill her mother, too, um, confiscated the ship and used it for his own company, and he was a slave trader as well. And so this all just comes full circle around to Brandy, and uh, she gets involved with uh, Admiral Joshua, who is a retired um, British sea captain, a very famous one, mm -hmm. and uh, him and his first officer, and she romantic sparks fly between her and the first officer, and she finds that she's fallen in love with him, and he's fallen in love with her. She had to rescue him from um, being mugged on the docks, um, <laughs> Uh, she's a, in, in my book, you know, she's a very fierce fighter, and she's mm -hmm. she actually being trained by a Shaolin monk, teaching her martial arts and stuff. So she's very good at what she does, and, and uh, she does rescue him once then. But she at the end of the book, she's forced to rescue him again, and she has to go back and reclaim the ship that she abandoned and the crew that she had never wanted anything to do with because that's the only thing she could use to rescue the one she loved. So I kind of turned it all around. My my knight in shining armor is a is a wonderful woman, and she's rescuing her man in distress. <laughs> you have you have very strong female characters in, in in a lot of your books. That seems to be a, a common theme. What is it about that dynamic that's that's interesting as a as both a reader and a writer? Well, I like it. You know, I'm the big thing with me is I have two daughters, and um, so it's really easy for me to write about female heroes because my daughters are my heroes. They're wonderful girls. They're very successful in their careers and all that, and and they're real dynamic and go-getters. So it's easy for me to, you know, put that on the page and come up with these 
really strong female characters. And, um, you know, that's one of the reasons that Brandy, I think, was so successful. And, and it's still, you know, it's won a lot of awards. It's won, uh, you know, historical fiction of the year with online book club. I got a silver medal from Feather Quill for women's fiction and a bronze for uh, romance and stuff like that. And so, it's, you know, it, it, it's just it's gotten a lot of attention. And I've been really proud of that book. This 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 book particularly in particular it seems to really cross a lot of different genres in in terms of 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 the audience and who's reading it and I, I can understand why from just uh, uh, from from what I've read so far um, did you set out to write something that doesn't neatly fit into one particular uh, category of, of 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 literature? Not really. I mean, it's just the story that that. Uh, I, I look into, I know from a business point of view, especially being an author, you know, most uh, publishing houses and stuff want to push you to stick with one genre. Mm -hmm. um, I think I like the, the historical fiction uh, label because that lets me do just about anything as long as it's historical. Mm -hmm. uh, I do, I do enjoy writing romance into my novels, but I also have to have action and adventure, you know, intrigue and thriller, that kind of stuff in there or it'd just be too boring for me. Um, but I do think that, you know, uh, getting a little bit more of the story covering a lot of different grounds, you know, romance, uh, thriller, historical fiction, stuff like that, military, it's just all necessary. And, you know, when, when, you, when, when you sit down and watch a movie or something like that, you want all that kind of stuff in there. And I think books are the same way. And, you know, especially the younger crowd really like to have a lot of mixed stuff in, inside of the, the story that they're reading. What is it about about historical fiction? You touched on it; kind of it gives you a really a, a really wide kind of blank canvas with which to with which to write. But within the that his within the historical aspects of 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 the of the of the fiction, how do you decide how, where you kind of what's historical and 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 what do you kind of bend to fit the fit the story? How do you find that mix as a as a writer well yeah, that's that's a good question because i mean you got when you're doing historical fiction they're they're counting on you to be historically accurate and uh and i think that's really cool because you know you, you're trying to make a story that could actually have happened not necessarily that it did happen but it could have happened during that time and there are no circumstances and you know you want to base your characters on some historical figures if you can find them you know, and that's that's with Brandy. Uh, I never really found a pirate princess, but I found a a woman that I modeled her mother after. Um, she was a, a pirate in the Caribbean back in like the eighteen early eighteen hundreds, like eighteen ten, eighteen eleven, and uh, can't remember her name. But uh, she was uh, she was a notorious pirate with a with a with a notorious temper, and so I built that into both her and Brandy. And, uh, you know, with uh, some the abolitionist movement, I you know, when I was looking at that uh, in the Caribbean, I was really intrigued because I didn't know about it. I mean, everybody knows about the, the Underground Railroad mm -hmm. and taking the runaway slaves north. But not too many people know that a lot of slaves ran down south to the like to the tip of um, Florida or mm -hmm. off the coast of North Carolina. And they were picked up by ships and taken to Caribbean. And they, they were taken to places called Maroons, where... Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the runaway slaves uh, developed colonies in and around the Caribbean islands and then and, and started up their own little, you know, their cultures and stuff and where they could live free. 
And that really intrigued me. And so I, I, I put that into the story. So, you know, the research that you do will give you ideas uh, on how you could develop the character and develop the story and all that stuff. When, when you're writing, especially a, a character like, like, like Brandy, does, do you know where you're going before you start or, or does, or does the character kind of tell you what's going to happen to some degree? And when I write a book, I got to know the ending. Mm -hmm. Um, that's you know, and and that that that's that's the the biggest part of any kind of outline that I'll draw. I've been more systematic with some books than others with an outline, but I got to know where it's going. Um, so I know where it starts, obviously, because you start writing, and then I know where I'm going to. So the book is just getting there. So that's that's what gives me the focus. So I knew how Brandy was going to end before I started writing it, and so everything else was just getting there. There are a lot of interesting characters, uh, cast of characters in, in, in this book. Is there any one particular character that you find that there's a lot of you in, or are you in a lot of these characters just by the nature of the, of, of the writing writing process? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I mean, you always have somebody you want to be like. As, you know, I like my character, John Edwards, because mm -hmm. he's, he's, uh, he's honest, he's strong, he always does the right thing. He's not perfect. And sometimes he needs help, and he's not—he's not so uh, you know full of pride that he's not willing to accept his wife's help, which Brandy later becomes mm -hmm. his wife. Um, and you know he's—he's he, he's willing to work as a partner, and I—I I like that. Um, one of my favorite characters in my books is Zhang Yang, who is the uh, the Shaolin priest mm -hmm. who trains Brandy, and that comes from my martial arts background. But uh, you know, I just—I I, love putting him in there because then, then I could drawn a lot of the stuff that I used to teach when I was an instructor. And so that was kind of fun. And plus, you know, just understanding a little bit about, you know, the culture of China and then being able to put that into it. I've, actually, I'm writing a sequel to Brandy Ballad of a Pirate Princess. And there's going to be a lot more of that in there with the martial arts and the Zhang Yong um, tie-in. As we see you know, play out both Emotionally and, 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 and physically in, in, in the book is, is this tale, tale and wines. Brandy does a lot of, I guess you would be fair to say, kind of soul searching or, or you know, searching herself to see what she wants to do and what she's willing, you know, willing to do and, and, and given the, how she was raised and given the life that she had found herself in later. Um, those types of, you know, life challenging question things, it, um, does it make it easier to to write a character that that's going through the same thing that you know at some point in time probably every reader has 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 gone through? Well, sure. I think it helps leaders connect with the you know with the uh, with the character. You know, nobody's perfect. Um, you know, we call it the Superman complex, where you know Superman had one uh, one weakness, kryptonite. So if you wanted to have a good story, you had to include kryptonite in every story. Um, otherwise, you, it, wasn't, it wasn't very interesting, you know. Well, Brandy, um, her biggest weakness was her temper. And, you know, her mother had that fiery, uh, you know, temper, and, and she had the same. And she had to learn how to control it and overcome it. And she did it by, you know, two ways, by the teachings that Zane gave her, you know, in the martial training, and then her falling in love with John. And, uh, you know, she had to decide that that was her motivation and not, you know, not being angry and trying to destroy her enemies the way her mother taught her to with rage. You know, she had to learn how to, you know, uh, expand and, and, and fight for love's sake. 
And I think anybody can identify with, you know, the changes and the growth you got to go through to become a mature human being and uh, handle things in that way, which I think Brandy did quite nicely. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting, interesting time period um, that you write about, and and there's just a, I think there's just this innate interest in 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 the pirates and the pirate way of life and that whole part of of of, of history and, and and folklore. Um, what is it that you think that that, that makes that so attractive? Is it, was it easy to write in that particular time period? Well, I grew up in the 60s, and I, I read books like uh, Horatio Hornblower, mm-hmm. you know, Captain Horatio yes. Hornblower. Um, you know, I, I, I really loved movies like Captain Blood with Errol Flynn. I loved uh, C.S. Forrester. I loved all those those old pirate tales. Um, you know, I watched Parts of the Caribbean, too, but I think Brandy's a little bit more serious than that because I bring in the whole slave trade thing and, and, and the, the true fight that... Uh, that they were going through back then. You know, there was a there was a lot of controversy back then over the slave trade. You know, England let you know freed their slaves in 1830. Then the United States had a war in 1860 to free the slaves. And really, brandy. If you want to know what the backdrop of brandy is more than anything else, it's the slave trade that was going on in the Caribbean. And the pirates in the Caribbean at that time were some of the biggest uh, transporter and slave traders there. They they did a lot of that. And that's how they profited. And so, you know, and really that's what they were. You know, they weren't anybody to idealize. They were, they were either marauding and, you know, sacking ships and stealing people and goods, or they were, they were involved with the slave trade. So they, you know, they were criminals <laughs> in every sense of the word. And they weren't nice people. And that's, I tried to portray that in, in the book. They weren't the kind of lifestyle that you want to, you know, you want to be involved with. I wanted to circle back to something you'd mentioned earlier, um, the influence, obviously, that having your daughters and, and their influence on your life. And you dedicate this book to, to, your, to your youngest daughter. Um, yeah. What, what was it? What's this? I, I always like to ask authors about when they, when they dedicate books about what was behind it, because it always seems to be an interesting story. So what, what's the, what was behind you wanting to dedicate this particular book uh, to your daughter? I believe to your daughter, Donna. Donna. Donna's a romantic at heart. Um, she's my youngest. Uh, you know, she just um, got her graduate degree. She's uh, public policy, and now she's she's going to go into law school here in about a year. And growing up, of all my children, she was the most romantic. You know, and I mean romantic. She uh, and that one little uh, blurb in there I put about just like that dog that you uh, rescued that bunny from. Randy's the same way. Well, that was, yeah, that was a unique interest. My daughter, when she was little, I'm talking like five or six, she thought that she wanted to uh, grow up and have her own bunny rescue ranch. <laughs> like they needed. Um, but uh, this big, mean-looking dog goes after this. Uh, we were, we're out for a walk, and this big, mean-looking dog. I mean, this dog was big and vicious. And he goes after these, uh, this nest of bunny rabbits underneath this bush, and he starts chasing one of these bunnies. Well, my daughter breaks away, goes up there, grabs a stick, and shakes it at this dog, and she is so mad, this dog can sense it. You know, the, the pheromones are coming off of her body. This dog <laughs> runs away, and she rescues this bunny rabbit. And I'll never forget that. <laughs> That's just, she, was, she meant business. Um, and, you know... So that's what I. Uh, that's why I dedicated the book to her because that's just that's just her kind of little little bit of her heart, and 
So she really had a good laugh when she read that, that I dedicated the book to her about that. <laughs> what do you hope that, that readers take away from, from this tale you've, you've woven? I obviously enjoy reading the, the tale, but what do you hope mm -hmm. that they take away from, the, from this story? Well, I, you know, my, and this is in a few of my books, either human trafficking or slavery. It's really been a blight on human history that, you know, human beings believe that they have the right to own other human beings, buy and sell them like property. And it's been a fight and a, and a real evolution of character in our culture over the last 300 years getting out of that and, 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 and actually having, you know, the majority of people thinking and knowing it's wrong. And I think, like, you know, people should understand what it took for us to get there. You know, I mean... The United States is the only country in the world where, two, you know, where the, the populace rose up and had a war about that. Now, there have been other countries where the slaves rose up and freed themselves, which is fantastic, like Haiti, and where they tried it in Rome with uh, Spartacus. But the United States is the only where, you know, half the country believed we should have it and the other half shouldn't have. We had a war over it. And it's really, you know, just that, that, that whole dichotomy of, of, of thinking and how, you know, we actually, the people who didn't want slavery actually won. And that's, that's, I think that's pretty incredible. And so Brandy's kind of, you know, to get people to see, you know, what, what, what we had to do to get out of that and what we had to do to evolve to the point where, you know, people are equal and we should, that's the way they should be treated. That's author Dan Hendrickson. His new historical fiction novel is Brandy Ballad of a Pirate Princess. You can find out more at his website, Dan E. Hendrickson. Com. For this edition of In the Author's Voice, I'm Jeff Williams.